Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Dave. Okay, so Lovely. we're recording. Uh, I'm going right. to do my intro right now, okay? Okay, perfect. Uh, hello, and okay. welcome to the Now Share with Dr. Dave podcast. I am Dr. Dave Cornelius, your host. You know, I first met Ewan at a coaching retreat in Seattle, Washington. Uh, we were in the same cohort seeking to discover a hypothesis for a future solution in the coaching space. Uh, we had a few contentious moments, but <laughs> settled our differences over a few beers that I introduced them to my family, my wife and my son, yep. probably yep. with me at the conference. So let's mm -hmm. begin to learn about Ewan's journey. You know, during this period of uh, social justice conflicts, so Ewan, it's so good to see you. Um, one of the things, you know, let's introduce who you are. Let the world know who uh, Ewan O'Leary is. I hope I didn't yeah, screw uh, your name up too badly. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're perfect. You're perfect. Um, so, so here's the thing, right? I, I have my father to thank for the fact that um, my name is Ewan Gareth O'Leary. And if you kind of like look at the, the capital letters there, it, it forms ego. <laughs> oh, I, I just saw that. That's crazy. <laughs> so, so I have some. I have some. I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm sort of carrying a few things around. Maybe a chip on my shoulder or two or seventeen. I don't know. Um, but um, I. Uh, I was. I grew up in South Africa. I left uh, South Africa in two thousand, um, and uh, moved to the United States. Um, and I feel a tremendous sense of privilege at being able to, to, to do that. Um, you know, I, South Africa is a country with its own amazingly um, and, and painfully beautiful history um, in so many different ways and for so many different people. Um, for some, some folks, the beauty isn't there. It's just, it's mostly pain. Um, you know, I, I try to sort of find a silver lining in every every cloud um but you know i i i i find that uh, obviously with uh, with the privilege that i bring into any situation so um i've been coaching uh as an agile coach technically since and i say technically since 2008 that was the first time i, I spun up a scrum team to to solve some problems in an organization um but i've been in software development since i was eight and I persuaded my dad to uh, trade his HP 12 C in for um, a Commodore 64, yeah. uh, which was a great, a great platform, a lot of fun. Um, and it sort of gave me this, this, this sense of confidence that I could solve any problem. I could uh, deal with any situation in technology. Of course, I'm not in technology now. I'm in coaching and I've been in coaching for, um, I don't know, 12 or 13 years. Um, right now I'm working with a, a large pharma organization helping with late stage uh, drug trials. Doesn't sound like technology at all, but um, one of the things that uh, I've read along the, along the way is this idea that um, management is the technology of human accomplishment. And agile management, agile leadership, uh, and in fact, agile process, agile values, principles, just lump that all together for the moment. Um, we can argue about the nuances later. I'm sure we will. <laughs> <laughs> if you bring all those things together, 
you have human accomplishment. And that's led me to my reason for doing what I do, which is to liberate human potential. I coach to liberate human potential. And I leave pauses, like I just left for you, <laughs> as, as, a, as, a little, as a little minefield. <laughs> uh, I love uh, it. That's good for it, man. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk about, the, you know, the social anyway. justice conflicts in the U.S. and around the Woo! world, you know. How is that affecting you, you know, in here? How is that? Okay. How, how does that All make right. you feel, my brother? I, first off, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging, uh, acknowledging me as your brother. Um, that, that is an enormous, enormous, uh, um, I, I feel so much respect for that. Um, like we have some, some problems which may seem intractable right now. And I know that people like me, who look like me, have contributed enormously to these challenges. And I know that my work is to sit down and shut up and maybe listen a lot. And maybe just step back from taking action. Other than to create space, to hold space, uh, to catalyze space for those who are... Um, Closer to, closer to the experience of what's going on, um, to, to step forward and, and, and make the changes necessary with my full and absolute support. So I'm seeing in, in the Agile space, um, in the space I'm working in, opportunities like, for example, in my work, I'm running these uh, dojos. Um, places to practice in a safe space where young, and it, it seems to be mostly young women of color are hearing from someone who looks like another person who might've um, articulated uh, things like, well, you just stay in that corner, keep a smile on your face, do your research. Don't, you know, don't actually raise your ideas, but just do your research. Go and do like all of these sort of like, um, because it's a very STEM space I'm in right now. Uh, and of course, um, you know, STEM space has its own challenges with masculinity and so on. Um, but this, yeah, the, 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 the space I'm in is where, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really where I can sort of go like, no, you're not going to sit in the corner and go like, do your research. Nope, that's not how we're going to work. We're going to create self-organizing teams and I am going to give you the skills as much as I can, I'm going to share with you the skills. You already have them, by the way, or un help you uncover. Here's a bit of, here's better phrasing. I will help you uncover the skills that are inherent within you um, such that you are able to take the next step um, and, and um, assume greater agency for the outcomes that are important to you, not to, not to me, that are important to you <laughs> in the way you move forward. And what I find is this is an enormous, an enormous privilege. It's the best coaching work I've ever done. And um, for the people I'm around, I can only, um, and I'm working with, I can only sort of like 
uh, humbly appreciate the fact that they're leaning into uh, this proposal I've made. And that's it. So when some of these social justice conflicts show up in your, you know, in teams that you're coaching, if you have, right, you know, how do you mm -hmm. feel when you have to help those teams find a path to reconcile the differences, um, right. which is really hard, right? Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, I'll, I'll use our example, right? It's like recognize yeah. human beings first. Like, hey, we're human beings. Fundamentally, you know, here we are. Um, yeah, we're we're experiencing different um, different responses, different reactions to situations, and if we can find our humanity in it, um, and and sometimes our humanity is on the the op, the the far side of anger, and the far side of hurt, and the far side of of you know the the experience of of being the other in situations. Um, and it requires a great deal of, of, of patience and empathy. Um, and, and basically I'm coaching around uh, teams around creating space for patience and empathy such that I don't actually have to directly engage um, in, in having conversations with people other than sort of saying, yes, I recognize your pain. I recognize, you know, maybe uh, something triggered you um, and, and we need to take it well, and I need to fucking listen. Sorry, excuse my French, That's but right. I need to listen. I need yeah. to listen because <laughs> this is like, I mean, D Dave, this is like some really real, real stuff for me. Okay. You know, growing up in South Africa, um, raised as a child under apartheid, living a life of, of sort of white male privilege. And, and recognizing the impact that, that, that this has on the world. This is like an incredibly important conversation for me to be having. Um, m mostly because it's helping me clarify how I can be better in allying uh, or being an ally um, or being available, let me let me let me let me <laughs> sort of reframe it. Being available to be an ally, <laughs> your discretion, your choice, right? Okay, you invited me into this this conversation, so so here is me sort of um, trying and recognizing that I will fail, but also being open to to recognize that and and to listen. Staying in that frame. You know, what is the <laughs> one emotion that you would like to see show up in the Agile team members, in your okay, Agile team members, or even yeah. in the Agile community? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Here, here it is. It's, it's, it's a one emotion, but it's several, it's several words. Mm. Joy in connection. Mm. <sighs> Joy in connection. Join connection. Anyway. So that's with one, that emotion. That's, that's one thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
But with that in emotion, how do you see that helping to build high-performing teams? Right. Okay. Very, very simple. Working in a space right now where I, I'm, I'm working with very um, uh, academically experienced uh, uh, clinicians, uh, doctors, MDs, and so on, and folks who are scientists, they're researchers, and so on. Um, you know, uh, when I see a team where everyone is like, I am so excited to connect with you, Dave, because I, I, I care about you. I like, I have em empathy for you. I have um, respect for you as a human being. Um, maybe there's sort of a gate into the organization because, you know, I'm obviously, I, I, well, not obviously, but I work in an organization that's, that's exceptionally powerful in this space in terms of bringing in people who have you know, very, very strong academic and clinic, clinical pedigrees. Um, but when we're able to connect as human beings and actually recognize and respect each other, there's almost this cathartic healing aspect that begins to show up when people connect with joy. And um, it's, like, it, it's like we are, uh, my friend uh, Francois, um, from Pix Pixis. Um, so anyway, Francois talks about this idea. Uh, and um, Francois and Bonnie Roy. Bonnie Roy talks about this too. This idea of an, an organization being a place for people to actually heal their trauma. You know, I'm doing a lot of work with Thomas Hubel right now on collective trauma. Because I believe that unless we are able to, um, you know, find that ability within our teams to connect and understand how things are for us, how the world occurs to us, and 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 be each be in each other's court, um, it it becomes almost impossible to um, to have a conversation beyond just a superficial level it's like hey that's great you know oh fantastic yeah great how's your family etc etc no that's you know often a not a not a real conversation but if we're able to get into the real problems of the world collectively you know what i've noticed in my teams is a surprising thing shows up and that is first we're highly effective at working together and then second there's this joy and connection that shows up. Um, and to me, that's the most powerful, the most powerful thing um, that I've, I've observed, you know, even more than, you know, teams being in flow, teams um, basically sort of like having the best, uh, most optimal agile process, any of these different things, join connection, you know, so people want to show up the next day and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that because they, they actually, I don't know, this is probably sounding real hippie, um, they love each other. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with love, man. Love is good. I know, dude. I know. It's like, oh, oh no, we all love it. Oh, okay. All right. The hippie can go away. I can put my dreadlocks away. <laughs> hey, man. To, to me, love, love yeah. is about being patient 
and being kind. That's what love really means, right? That's what love means. But I love the fact that you chose the word joy, right? And not mm. happiness because joy is an internal thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And happiness is external. So it's driven from oh, external it factors. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it certainly can be. It yeah. certainly can be. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. So, so talk to me about what practices or stance will you pursue to improve like social ju justice for black indigenous and people of color BIPOC lives. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I listen. Mm. I listen. And where I'm asked to ally, I ally. And where I'm asked to advocate, I advocate. And where I'm asked to use my privilege, I will I use my privilege. Um, I will not rest. Uh, getting very emotional. My um, my youngest sister is is two and a half years old. She's a woman of color. She's Ethiopian or. Ethiopian, South African, um, Lehem, Lehem Louise O'Leary. And um, I, um, I imagine a world in which she is able to, to uh, have her, her, her culture, her identity embraced without with, with without sort of like everyone is the same because we're not all the same but we are different but let's embrace the difference and and let's and and let's celebrate let's celebrate what you know the difference uh, I worked at, at a company called um, EDS Africa in um, 19 about 1993 1994 it's the first real job I had like serious paycheck, serious, serious responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember the, the, the head of HR was an African-American man, one of the very, 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 honestly, very first African-American men I met. Um, I was living in South Africa at the time, and, you know, we just emerged from apartheid, and, and this was all sort of new, it said, in our diversity, is this there is strength? That's where we find our strength. And this is a company, you know. I mean, like let's forget Ross Perot and all of the other stuff that that sort of went along with chickens in the chicken coop and so on. Um, but but it was just it was just this sort of magnificent experience where I believe that, and I could see and experience how. This is what, this is what I I completely and utterly believe in, and um, there isn't another way for me. And I will <laughs> sit down and shut up enough that um, you know I, I I can be in support of of the movement that's that's going on in the world right now, um, to the point where you know my mom who was a freedom fighter for for you know, 10, 12 years 
and disappeared from my life in South Africa prior to the fall of apartheid, um, she went underground, right? This is it. Um, I, I, uh, I will, I will support and and embrace, you know, what, what her perspective. She is has let has set the 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 the, the level um, by which I will judge myself. Others may judge me in what have you, but but I will judge myself by the level my mother has set, and that was she was in South Africa in a, a biracial relationship, which was illegal. Um, she was in South Africa in a situation where she was uh, actively uh, seeking to undermine the apartheid regime um, in all manner. Uh, she was quite intellectual, so a lot of it was writing, um, but some other, there was a lot of direct action as well. Um, so I am look. You know, honestly, I'm looking for opportunities where people people who are um, in need, maybe the BIPOC community is able to, uh, you know, maybe I can create the space where where folks can reach out to me and go like, hey, what can you do? And then I'll step up. Um, but in the meantime, I'm I'm. I'm not trying to sort of be a colonizer of, of social change. I was like, hey, we need to change this. Yes, that may be true. And I also want to recognize that others may have a, a better understanding and a better awareness of what needs to change and how it needs to change. And I want to listen to that conversation and, and be in support of that conversation. Does that make sense? Well, am I completely oh, it, crazy? It, it makes completely, it makes sense, uh, you know, because it's just leading into, you know, if there was one action um, that you could take at the moment to make things easier for BIPOC lives, you know, what would be that one thing? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Okay. I need have, actually, I do. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Listen, connect, listen, more conversations, more conversations. I apologize for the young children who are, um, they're really having a good time here, but, um, but, but ask questions, you know, um, you know, I would, I would ask, I, I, I would, I would offer, um, that sometimes listening is better than asking questions. Um, you know, there's a, there's a situation that happens when, when someone like me kind of like shows up and, 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 and asks, Hey Dave, what do you think that the situation is? And, and there's, there's sort of like this privilege of, Hey, you're representing everyone from an out group. Okay. Um, and that, that, that's an abuse of privilege to me. Um, and that's not how I want to show up. I want to show up when, when the, like the, the, the opportunity for me to amplify a question that maybe already exists in the environment is there. And I can amplify that and, and sort of step forward with it and go like, here's the person we should be talking to. Um, AOC, for example, like Green New Deal. I don't want to have a conversation about Green New Deal I would like to refer all inquiries to this amazing young woman 
who is 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 spearheading this this space, not because I want to abdicate my responsibility, but but because I want to I want to amplify my responsibilities. I do not want to abdicate it. I want to amplify it, and and in in so doing, I know that um, I know that I am. I am the, the, the cause, I am the, 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 uh, the energy behind um, something of greater impact uh, than just, you know, me sort of taking something that's superficial, uh, a problem that's superficial, and then sort of saying, oh, let me go solve that problem for you. Well, I grew up in Africa, and let me tell you, the number of problems that I saw sol solved um, by uh, sort of a colonial mindset uh, was very small. The number of problems I saw created by a colonial mindset. And I think this is, this is perhaps part of what I'm sort of getting to. And thank you for helping me get there is like, I would like to have a mindset of decolonization. Mm. That's, that's how I could show up differently. Fully recognizing, Dave, that you may you may sort of look at this and go like, "How am I going to edit this thing?" <laughs> Just to let you know, there's no editing. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so awesome! That is there's so no awesome. editing. Please put this out there because people will go like, "Damn, this is a white dude really struggling with this white dude." Hey, and I'm okay. I'm here, man. I'm here. I'm here. I'm fucking here. I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> I'm glad that we have arrived yeah, at this you. space. Thank you. Um, yes. yes. Oh my God. I, I want to recognize, you know, one of our our own that have fallen, or you yeah. know, yeah. Um, in in our community, Tamsin. You know, I yeah. met with her several times. You know, with her graphic recording, and and yeah. been in different sessions. Um, tell me more about you know the event that you just uh, you just yeah. experienced yeah. today. So so Tamsin invited me to her own funeral. If that's any, any recognition on who Tamsin was and, and how she, you know, how she lived in the world. She was a fierce human being, a fierce heart, a fierce heart. Um, she was from the UK um, and she had, she started out life as a ballet dancer and ended up an agile coach. <laughs> <laughs> With a lot of humor in between. In fact, <laughs> in fact, um, in fact, a whole um, approach to life centered around humor. And I didn't get that. And I still don't get that. I'm still, I'm still a cranky and curmudgeonly old, you know, sometimes I, I consider myself this, like I have this sort of like bad attitude to everything. It's like get off my lawn kind of an attitude. And Tamsin <laughs> called me on it. She called me on it once, like to my face. And I didn't know what the hell to do with this, right? No idea, no idea. And, and we fought, we literally fought. Like I was like, Tamsin Mitchell, hell no. <laughs> for, for, you know, for, for um, the, the six years that we knew each other until um, I I'd, I'd met her in 2014, 2015, there, thereabouts, six, five or six years that we'd known each other. And until, until I realized that I, you know, that she and my mother were suffering from the same, um, the same thing, which is colon cancer. 
she passed away from colon cancer on uh, October 28th. My mother passed away from colon cancer on, on August 27th. In the time between my mother passed away and Tamsin passed away, she reached out to me no less than four times. Um, <laughs> um, a little bit before, when she found out my mother was suffering from colon cancer, she had invited me to her um, Caring Bridge website. And of course, there are a lot of our community there because Tamsin has made an incredible an indelible impact uh, in terms of her graphic uh, recording, um, her sassy hats, her just her general attitude to the world and the, the powerful questions she provokes about how, you know, we all show up. And it was the honor of my life to be invited to someone's funeral by someone who was not dead yet. Um, it was also her, her an exercise of her humor. Yeah. You know, and, and you can talk to, to Zach and Victor, you know, folks down in your neck of the woods um, in, in, in Southern California. And uh, so, so Victor Bonica, uh, sorry, Zach Bonica and, and what's Victor's last name? Um, Bonacci. You know, Bonacci. Yeah. yeah. Bonica Bonacci. Almost the same thing. Only one's Italian and one isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. I think I might be the first person who just drew that conclusion. They may not appreciate it. Sorry, Zach. Sorry, <laughs> hey, they're, they're good friends, so it's they're good. They're good friends, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But 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 the, uh, the, the 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 sort of the the impact she had in my life was like, damn. Sometimes it hurts to be around you, but also I am so provoked to think about my own impact on the world when I do. So I'm going to carry on. And um, Tamsin, I, I have the en enormous love and enormous respect for you. Um, we fought many times. We argued. We didn't like each other initially. And we settled on a space of... of, of just deep appreciation. Uh, thank you. Thank you. You know that 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 is a great note uh, to bring our interview to a close. Um, I'm going to do the lead out. Hang in there. So, um, thank you for listening to the Nal Share with Dr. Dave podcast. Um, I hope this learning experience would also prompt you to seek more and discover how you can contribute to positive experiences for BIPOC lives. Um, it doesn't take much. Um, all you have to do is to tap into your own humanity. So mm. let me tell you where you could find um, this great presentation with Ewan. So you'll find Agile for Humanity, Social Justice and Impact series on the Nal Show with Dr. Dave podcast and iTunes, Google Play and Spotify. And also you'll find it also on the following website. You'll, it's on the agilealliance.org website, the Nal Show with Dr. Dave.com rockshare.com, nalshare.org, and also Agile for Humanity. Um, also look for the, the sharing Black, Indigenous, and people of color stories on the Agile Alliance website under the webcast section. Um, the music is by my niece, Kiana Brow Hendrickson. Um, copyright 2020, Nalshare and Dr. Dave Cornelius. So until next time, be well, stay safe, 
and connect soon. Ewan, love it. Thank you so much. Don't go anywhere. I'm just stopping recording, okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No, no share with Dr. Dave.